Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Hey lady, welcome back. I am slightly bummed right now. I recorded this episode a couple days ago. I did a video. I was going to do an IGTV with it. I was going to share it. And it's disappeared into the ethers. And But if there's one thing that this podcast has taught me and the lesson that I am applying into my life is if it floated away and disappeared, that's not what you guys were meant to hear. And whatever flows out of my mouth in the next couple minutes, that message, hopefully, will be more impactful to you, to many of you, to all of us to the collective, to who knows, but this is what you were meant to hear this morning or today or whenever you're listening to this. Shame has been an underlying theme of so many of the podcasts. Honestly, from day one, shame held me back from seeking the help that I needed. Shame kept me small. Shame allowed me to sit and play victim because I didn't understand anything different. But it's been a theme, not only of mine, but by most of my guests. If you go back and listen, if there is any episode that really resonated with you, I'm going to bet you, and I will put a wager down, that somewhere in their story, somewhere in that woman's story, shame was intertwined in it. And we don't often realize that because it's something that's so common. And think about the impact that we are feeling, whether it's personal shame, collective shame, from what's happening in our world right now. There's so much going on. And we oftentimes feel upset with ourselves or torn about what we're doing, how we're doing it, what we think, what we, everything. And shame has just become so part of our world and how we relate with each other and it's really disappointing but we can learn from that and we can open our eyes to it and we can shift into change but today the episode is going to have a little bit of a different twist on shame today's episode is not going to be about the shame that you maybe first degree experience it's going to be what happens when shame is or the energy of that is projected on you by maybe it's somebody you have hired to work with, like a coach, a physician, a practitioner, a therapist, a whoever. Maybe that's by somebody that you love. Maybe it's somebody you're in a relationship or somebody that you work with or somebody that you know and have a close interpersonal relationship with. The first thing that I'm going to say about that, and I will come back to this many, many times, you have to know that if you're taking that on, you're allowing that energy to come into you. And I know it's challenging. And I'm I'm not going to tell you that that's 
Simple. I just want you to realize that we do need to take some personal ownership in that. If somebody's placing that on you, you need to either create a boundary, you need to stand up for yourself, you need to look at why it's triggering for you. That we could spend a whole many, many podcasts. And if that's something that you guys would feel like would be helpful for you, send me a message, hit me up on Instagram, find me, all my stuff's in the show notes, you guys know that. And we can talk on that. We can have a conversation about that because that might be really helpful as well for so many of us. But knowing that and standing strong in the only thing you actually can control is your own energy. So we got to remember that first. We have to take that, that stance with it first. But what happens when somebody is either blatantly or subtly, which happens most often, projecting that shame towards you? This can happen in so many different ways. And the reason why my wheels are spinning and talking about this is because of a conversation I had with one of my one-on-one clients not too long ago. And we were talking and she mentioned that she was feeling a certain way with the scale and was noticing these fluctuations and these pieces, but she said, I know, I know, Megan, that you're not a fan of the scale. So I maybe I, I can't, sh- I can't weigh myself or should I not? Can we talk about this? And I had to stop her lovingly and gently, of course, and say, you're right. My experience, which is all that I can ever speak on, my experience and my relationship with the scale is toxic for me, for me. If you are in that space where it's not a toxic space for you, use it. You need to listen and own that. And I will go a little step farther as well. When I first started my journey of healing my body inside and out and healing my relationship with my body inside and out, I was very tethered to the scale. And if somebody would have told me that I couldn't use that, I would have rejected that because it wasn't a space that I was safe to be in yet. I had to inch my way there. The same thing happened with the Fitbit that I lived and died by and that thing never came off unless I was showering and it immediately went back on. It didn't matter if I was going to a wedding and I looked fantastic from head to toe with my nice glam look. Like that stupid chunky fucking black thing was on my wrist because I was terrified to take it off. I used to, when it broke one time, I taped it together for a couple weeks before I got another one. I needed that in those moments and I took steps. I worked my way through, same thing that I do with my clients, if that's what they want to hit on and talk about, I had to take steps to that. So if somebody initially would have told me like, no, that's, that's bad, that's toxic, you have to get rid of it, I couldn't have done that. And maybe for some people, They don't have the inner workings as me. Many people probably don't. You might not. And that might be a healthy tool, a healthy option, a healthy resource for you. Great. We ultimately have to come back and be really honest with yourself. And even if you know it's not the healthiest, no, it's okay if I'm needing this right now. There are ways that we can work through this. So we talked a lot about that and we talked a lot about how many coaches that I see online lead with shame. 
And quite frankly, it really fucking pisses me off. Many trainers lead with shame. Many professionals in all realms, many people in our lives lead with shame. And there's various reasons why they do that. One, they might feel really passionately, obviously, about what they're doing. And it worked for them. They felt aligned with it. And they want to share that. They just might not do it in the best way. I don't believe that anybody is intentionally setting out to harm you. They're just doing the best that they absolutely can do. This is where we come back to your personal responsibility and you have to stand in that and say, you know what, this is triggering to me or this doesn't feel good to me. This doesn't feel aligned with me. What do I need to switch about that? I'm not going to change you, but what do I need to do to take ownership of that space? Think about labels that people use or communities that people are part of. And honestly, when I'm going to throw some of these under the bus, they are the labels, they are the communities, they are the ways that I identify myself, not necessarily identify myself, but these are practices that I use. So no, if you feel triggered and called out, I'm calling out myself. I'm not, I'm not throwing shade at anybody else that I wouldn't do to myself. The certain, certain diets that people eat, plant-based, vegan, you are meant to feel like absolute crap If you want to eat your bacon or your cheese or your eggs or do your thing, just because that's working for somebody else doesn't mean that it's working for you. You can try it, but know that if you're doing something out of a space because somebody is making you feel you should, if you're shoulding, you need to examine that. Same with the scale. When those coaches come on, tell you and tell you, you can't weigh, They're coming from a great place, but that's maybe not your experience. Maybe it's yoga. Maybe it's a way you move your body. Maybe it's religion. Maybe it's political views. Maybe it's lifestyles that people lead. Maybe it's all of, maybe it's breathwork. I've talked to you guys at nauseum about breathwork recently. Maybe it's breathwork. Maybe it's something tiny. Maybe it's something large. But when somebody's so passionate about it and they feel so aligned with it, they want to share or maybe they're really scared and they're stuck in that cycle and they don't know how to get out of it themselves. And you need to examine that one way or the other and see how that feels for you. Ultimately coming back to whatever their messaging is, if it's not feeling comfortable for you, Look at that. Look at your alignment. Look where that comes. The other piece where this kind of comes into as well is oftentimes what we get a lot of is toxic positivity. This is rampant online. This is rampant oftentimes with people that we struggle with close relationships when we butt heads with that, where they make you feel, they, you allow yourself to feel from their words or their actions guilty or bad about the things that you're stepping into and doing. Whether it's like good vibes only, like no shit, maybe I'm having a bad low vibe day. Like <laughs> I, I need to be in here. I need to honor that. Don't let that take it away from where you're feeling or what you're doing or when somebody leads with a really backhanded compliment. That's their projection and their insecurities. 
But how much are we seeing that? How much are you saying like, this is the best way to live only if you do it exactly like me? If I've learned one thing, it is that we are all so uniquely different in every freaking aspect of us. There's not one path. There's not one right way. And honestly, what might have been the right path and the right way for you yesterday, a month ago, five years ago, is maybe completely opposite or a little bit different than where you are today or where you'll be tomorrow or in a year. Who knows? Who knows with that? When we allow ourselves to take on that shame from internal voices and sources or from the external world, we're decreasing our empathy. We're saying, oh, my situation's not that bad because I maybe am unhappy at my job, but I have a job, so I should just buck up and be okay with it. No, that's not what, that's not helping your cause. It can be both. It can be and. We can't sit in that. We can't allow ourselves to spiral in that. But Brene Brown said, and I talked about this on the other episode about, specifically about shame, was that when we do not honor how we are feeling, our own personal feelings, we lessen our empathy for ourselves. And when I don't have a capacity to give empathy to myself, I lose my ability to give empathy to the world, to, ev- to people I love even. And I that clicked so much in me, that resonated so much in me. I know when I'm being the hardest on myself, when I'm struggling the most with myself, when I maybe just allowed myself to be energetically depleted, I don't have anything to give to anybody else. And I do get judgmental of like, just like stuff it, like I can't take that. And that's my signal to myself to know I need to realign myself so I can fully show up and give in the way that I want to, in the way that feels aligned with me to the people that I love, to the people that I breathe, to the people that I coach with, to the people on the street or news stories or wherever it is. We are going to come back to the exact same thing that I said in the beginning and I've threaded throughout here. Whether it's shame you put on yourself, whether it's toxic positivity you put on yourself, whether it's a lack of empathy you put on yourself, or whether it's all of those things that you're allowing somebody else to project towards you. Seeing and knowing it, taking that awareness is the biggest step that you can do. But ultimately, you are in charge of what feels good for you and how you want to own each situation. If there are people in your life that are constantly projecting that on you, or quite honestly, if you've hired somebody and you're working with somebody that does not align with you and feels not great, coaches, trainers, therapists, whatever we listed in the beginning, that's the time that we need to come back and look and say and stand strong in your truth and know this is not where I'm at and this is not what's helping. You can only speak to your experience. I can't speak that for you. You can only protect your energy. I can't do that for you. You can't do it for me. We need to own that and stand strong in that. And when we do, we create better, more honest relationships, better, more honest conversations. Sometimes people are not ready for those honest and truthful conversations or relationships. And that's really difficult. And that's when you need to assess who you give your energy and who you allow in. Maybe that's social media. It's an easy unfollow or a block or a whatever. Maybe it's a more difficult somebody in your close personal world 
that you have to create that boundary for you. Nobody should make you feel like shit. You shouldn't make yourself feel like shit. And if you're seeing that cycle, let's examine it. Let's take just a little bit of time to look at where that's seeping in and what are some positive, not toxic positivity, but what are some actual positive things that you can do about that to shift and to change. Sending you light, sending you love, always. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.